isn't very nice. Marge, try to understand. There are two kinds of college students, jocks and nerds. As a jock, it is my duty to give nerds a hard time. Hey, pal, did you get a load of the nerd? Pardon me? Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Figure Discount, proudly brought to you by The Simpsons Quotes, and nobody gets any more Facebook page, nohomers.net, and popculture.com. I am Dando. I am pretentious. Oh, yeah, apparently so. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. We've had a Twitter war through the week. You were livid. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even I write back to you because I was like, at a wedding. I was at the um, the night before the wedding, so yeah. we're all hanging out. I'm like, Mitch clearly wants to discuss this, but I haven't got the time. No, no, no. <laughs> I was just... Well, I sent you a message saying I just gave my first Twitter smackdown. Well, tell the listeners what happened. I haven't, even, something, something I haven't even introduced myself yet. Who are you? Uh, I am Mitch. Yeah. There we go. Apparently, yeah, someone said, is it a game for you? No, Dando, I shan't be going on without the proper introductions. <laughs> what did they say? Mitch, is uh, it a game for Mitch to try is, to be pretentious? Is Mitch having a competition with himself to become more of a pretentious wanker each week? No. <laughs> like, I, firstly, I think I've maintained the same level of pretentiousness from the beginning of the episode. Secondly, of the show. Uh, sorry, of the show. Secondly, see, see a person. Anyway, continue. Secondly, the def- <laughs> like the, the definition of pretentiousness is to give higher weight and higher importance to something that doesn't really have it. Now we've dedicated an hour or so each week to sit down and talk about a fucking cartoon from the early nineties. So by definition, yeah, the show is pretentious. Thirdly, the guy who called me pretentious was going by the name of Omnipotent on Twitter. In other words, calling himself a god. So go fuck yourself. He's your Matt Damon. <laughs> you're what Jimmy Kibble. No, Matt, Dam- <laughs> Matt Damon's got talent like other, and yeah. is in on the joke. <laughs> um, but I. Was thinking about it through like, on we, the way well, over here. By the way, we're here to review Homer Goes to College. Continue. I, I think I spent a good five minutes just a week ago talking about how with no women around, I fall to pieces and will sit on the couch fingering my own belly button for hours at a time. That was an odd conversation. I believe you asked me that on the Patreon exclusive uh, is that Sunday, on the Patreon Sunday exclusive? podcast. Okay. So, I remember you asked me, you go, <laughs> how often do you sit there and just finger your belly button? You never play with belly button lint. No, I don't like the feeling. I don't I think, think you wear enough cotton. It's weird. I always have lint in there, but I yeah. quickly... What, in and out. <laughs> in out. Get the tweezers. It's operation for you. You lose your finger if in you there, hit, man. If you hit the ed- edges, it's like a little... Yeah. On the side. <laughs> <Long> operation. <laughs> but yeah, so I was, I was listening to that and I couldn't be further from pretentious. I'm, I'm more than happy to talk about Tub Girl, as has been well and truly documented. <laughs> Well, often I, ho- I'm, I hope often he re- has a retort for you I'm this week. not even wearing pants while we record. Like, there is no pretension. I mean, leather stirrups, of course, but no pants. <laughs> so, we're here to review Homer Goes to College. A fucking fantastic episode. And a goodbye to Conan O'Brien. Yeah, which is pretty unfortunate. It's sort of sad to think where or what we missed out on mm. since he left. Obviously, we didn't miss out much because he had the late well, night yeah, show. Yeah, but it's not on like he disappeared forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it would be interesting to see... What what direction it could have gone into and and what I mean it, it already hit pretty massive heights after he left anyway and I think there was a core team of really talented people but it would have been awesome just to see how much more manic it could have been. Well, his episodes were just so unique, like March versus the Monorail. This mm-hmm. one's based on you know eighties university movies like yep. Animal House, whatnot. Plus, he also wrote my favorite B plot of all time, Homer eating at the Frying Dutchman. He wrote New Kid on the Block. Yeah, right. So it's just uh, just so unfortunate, but of course we can't hold it against him. He did become one of the greatest late night hosts of all time. 
Oh, sorry, I was just sitting there thinking about them in my head. Yeah, top three. As in third on the podium. Behind Johnny He's on the podium. And behind and Johnny and Dave. Dave. Where's Kimmel? Fifth? Ah, yeah, somewhere there. He's great. I, I love Kimmel now. Kimmel's really good and did a fantastic job hosting the yeah. Oscars and not reading out any false names. <laughs> so, what did you like about... Did, uh, I, did you hear about the other screw-up at the Oscars, just quickly, by the way, that came... Like, everyone's been talking about reading out the wrong name for the best They gave him the wrong picture. card. Did you hear about what happened in the In Memoriam? No. They flashed up the face of an Australian producer who's still alive instead of their friend that is actually dead. Oh, wow. Yeah. No one's reporting that. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's been buried underneath everything else. Like, it, it's, you know, for every 10 articles about reading out La La Land, there's one about someone being announced dead in front of an audience of millions. The person who put that video package together obviously mm. handed them the card. Well, take, take the heat. There's every chance. <laughs> there's every chance. Um, no word. Uh, um, condolences and very sad news through the week. But did Bill Paxton managed to get a late entrance into. Yeah, yesterday. He passed away, was it yesterday? Or yesterday morning, I remember Yesterday morning, it. it was sort of like an overnight Sunday thing yeah, he yeah. passed. I, I'm not sure if he was in the... In Game Morium. over, man. If I could, yeah, just take a moment to, like, one of the most memorable character actors. I wouldn't say, you know, he's just full of life, but every time he was on screen, he was making an interesting decision with what he was going to do. It's just one of those great guys to sit down and watch. I heard someone on the radio, right? And it was it really bothered me. They go, wasn't he the pri- uh, the president in Independence Day? And I'm yeah, like, happens a lot. No, it's not him. It's not him. <laughs> yeah, an interesting tidbit about Bill Paxton: the only person to be killed by both uh, by a predator, an alien, and a Terminator. What Terminator was he in? The original, first one. He was one of the punks that really that Schwarzenegger when he first comes back and is nude. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's epic. Yeah. That is something you that's that's worthy of. He also cameos in Commando. He's like a little radio operator yeah. in Commando as Schwarzenegger's flying into the final island. <laughs> he has one he has one line. But and it's one of those things that at the time he's nobody, but you watch it in hindsight, you're like, it's a fucking Bill Paxton. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, we're way off track. But that's what we do these days. So Homer Goes to College, what did you like about it? What were your thoughts after I re- watching it? Uh, some of my favourite sources for comedy throughout were the the way they kind of flip around your expectations of what's going to happen in that Homer is the one that becomes accepting of the nerds and the rest of the family, but particularly Marge, is the one that can't tolerate them. Yes. Um, you know, just classic play around with, with expectations. The... I mean, there are so many kind of frat boy American movies that this references and parodies. There's actually, and outside of that though, there's so many great film references in this. Mm, You've got even Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars is referenced. A couple Monty Python references. I mean, the foot coming down from the couch, yeah. couch gag is literally stamping it all over yeah. the episode. Um, the Untouchables parody, yeah. like that. That to me is actually the highlight of the entire episode. That, really, that little sequence is my favorite moment. Why? Because you're in a big I think because fan. I love the movie, yeah. But just because in the middle of all this zaniness, you've got this nice little... Yeah. It, it's just Harry veering towards the dramatic in the acting. And then the comedy comes from how absurdly weak Burns is. I love the closing credits, how they just make up shit that you didn't actually see in the episode. Yeah, that was great. I'm like, this is, I really wanted to see that. That food fight looks, looks yeah. like so much fun. You have, well, that, <laughs> the food fight, I think, is referencing Animal House directly. You also yep. have him wearing Belushi's toga yep. um, while water skiing. Yep. yep. And the flashing at the end. Yes. Was, just <laughs> classic. So, what did they do well? Was that what you did well? Well, that. Yeah. yeah okay. What didn't they do well? What could they have improved Not on? much. 
It was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah. It could have had more emotional heart or like more of an emotional through line underneath. It didn't Conan, have m- Conan much. didn't do it though, did he? No, it really wasn't his style to do. Um, he was what's funny. Let's do that. And maybe they could have tried to fit in a B plot, but then you would have had to lose other things. So while there's a few bits and pieces that the episode doesn't have that other episodes do, I don't think it could really be improved. The only way to add those things, you take something else out and then you might end up throwing the balance off overall. So I think this is just a great start to finish lots of laughs episode. You know what I found with Conan episodes? Lack of Lisa. Yeah, that's true. Which is probably why they were great. <laughs> no. <laughs> How dare you. I know. So, before we get into the review and the trivia and the facts and everything else that comes with it, mm. we need to mention a couple of things. First of all, everything I learned from movies podcasts, make sure you jump onto their page and like them and subscribe to them and listen to them. They are great. Steve and Izzy, they messaged us this week thanking us. And I was like, well, you guys paid us. So, yeah. of course, we're going to give you a shout out. But we do love these guys. That's how advertising works. Yes, Steve if and Izzy. If you paid us and we didn't do it, the message would be very different. Jump onto your podcasting app and go to Everything I Learned From Movies Podcast. Subscribe and listen to them each and every week. Tell them Dando and Mitch sent you. Mitch and Dando. Mitch and Dando. That's what mm. we are these days. Notice I changed the logo to Mitch and Dando. I didn't notice that. Thank you very much. I, right now, I'm noticing that your fly is undone and that's a little distracting. Well, I did it without you noticing. I know it's warm. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what you're staring at. I'm like, am I in an erection? No. <laughs> you know what it was? I looked at that and went, should be professional and not say anything. But that's not my style. <laughs> that's not our style at all. <laughs> also, we had a couple of people message us this week. In particular, Lucy Amos and Paul Downs. Mm. Who, thank you very much, guys. They are $5 pledges on Patreon. Mm-hmm. If you are a $5 pledger and I haven't read your name out yet, please message us and I would guarantee I'll read your name out next week because somehow a few names got lost in the shuffle. I yeah. thought I read everybody's name out, but we appreciate each and every one of you. If your name has not been read out, mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. guarantee you your name will be read out next week. But this week, Lucy Amos and Paul Downs. Thank you very, very, very much. If you want to subscribe to us on Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash fourfingerdiscount. You get movie reviews. You get access into my Let's Plays of Simpsons Hit and Run. You get mm-hmm. the premium review podcast. I, I got stuff. some messages from people, or we got some comments from people saying they want me to get involved in the Let's Play. So next That's time... the whole point of it. I was like, oh, it's, it's fun, but it's by myself. Yeah, well, so the next time I will come around... But I will try to sabotage it at all moments. I feel like that's the only way I can do it. Because for me, the idea of a Let's Play is that annoying kid that you grew up with saying, come around, come around and play Nintendo. Let's come around. We'll play Nintendo together. Oh, it's only a single player game though. And it's, it's my turn. So I'm going to play for a little bit. Like, oh, no, my finger slipped. So I wasn't supposed to actually die then. I'm going to go again. I'll have to start from the beginning. And then before you know it, it's 6.30 and your mum's calling you to go home. And you never got to play Mario Brothers. Pretty much. I need to say though, that the next two episodes have already been recorded. So... <laughs> Three episodes from now, Mitch will be making an appearance. Maybe I could do a commentary. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so, uh, what do you want to get into? Some trivia? Yes, let's do. You keep things off. <clears throat> All favourite moment or trivia first? My favourite moment was the closing credits. Okay, my favourite moment, small as it was. <laughs> I just really like Burns' reaction when the trap door opens in the wrong spot. No, yeah. yeah. That's, if, that's if, great. if we could play that. Just in isolation. It's yeah. a great... <laughs> He's like, oh, yes. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Actually... The moment that made me laugh out the most, I think, was when... The box. Got- the box! <laughs> That's great, yeah. Can we go to the bathroom? We just went there five minutes ago. Someone knocked on the door and I couldn't go. Uh-huh. <laughs> so great. At what age were you comfortably able to pee in front of other men? Or teens? You're able yeah. to do that now. Yeah, well, for the most part. <laughs> um, mean, without my pants around my ankles. Remember when you were a little kid and you always pulled your pants no, right I, down? I never did that because I think I watched... Um, I don't know, I must have watched something where someone got made fun of for doing that, so I never did. Oh, I used to go to primary school and it was just bare asses everywhere. 
last week. I was going. <laughs> I was twenty-one years old. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I, I think it was up. I, I had to be seventeen or eighteen, if not older, before. Well, well, actually, even at even, a urinal. Yeah, even at a urinal, unless I was drunk. Oh, I'd, I've never had an I, issue. I had a hard time with it. Yeah, yeah. I've never had an issue. Okay. I don't like it though. I get uncomfortable when you know when there's three. Yep. And you go on the side yep. And the guy goes in the middle The guy goes in the middle Get the fuck away I saw a Go really, to the end I saw a really funny meme about that It was a photo of eight urinals in a row Saying this toilet allows for four men to, urine at the, uh, yes. to urinate at the same time Or when you're in the toilet in the cubicle And someone uses the cubicle next to, cubicle next to you mm. Get away Or your own cubicle <laughs> <laughs> Even worse <laughs> First trivia question uh, Who is the dean of the school of hard knockers? Oh, I don't know Dean Bitterman. Dean. Oh, of course. I'm thinking of the other guy. Yeah. For the other guy was the president. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Bitterman. <laughs> what year did Springfield at uni start? Ah. Oh, 38. 1952. Okay. How many colleges rejected Homer? You've got to join the dots yeah. to actually answer this one. Six? Four. Four. Fuck. One of them was at Harvard. There are three dots. There's like, don't, don't, don't. Woohoo. And it was just some Five for a hardware store. Or yeah. Yeah. Damn it! What about, what about the one that he sent away, and they they said there was no bother reading, no point reading this. Are they included? Well, they're the ones that they burned... would have sent a letter. Are they the same ones? Oh, is it the same ones? Oh, no, they would have been one of the ones that sent, sent a rejection letter, yeah, because yeah. yeah, that scene happened before. How long was Grandpa in the back seat? Four days. Three days. Ah. Um. What is the 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 college that Homer attends? What is their motto? Oh, um, the Latin contest. Yeah. L- Latin motto contest. Technically, they don't actually have one. Yeah, yeah. Like they're, they're holding out for a new one. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Chiseled that into stone. What poster have the nerds got on their wall? What movie poster? Uh, Space Mutants Five. That is they correct. also have a poster of the solar system, and Devo. Yes, Devo, all with Bart's head. No, it's, De- it's Devo. Four guys. Yeah, but all four faces oh, look got- like Bart. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was that was my other trivia question. I got okay. One more. <laughs> uh, which band was Dean Bobby a bass player for? The Pretenders. Yes. Dean Peterson. Peterson, or you can call me Bobby. Oh, you can call me Bobby, yes. But I looked it up. Doesn't exist. No Peterson was ever in the Pretenders. Which... So he's a lying scumbag. Yes. I was like, well, why did you call, why did you call him somebody from the fucking Pretenders? Crusty old Dean. <laughs> yes. Finally, what's the room number of the nerds? Uh, it's probably that one that's always used. Is it Jean Valjean's prisoner number? No, it's a reference to the, two, t- four, six, the TV one. show Room 222. 222? Apparently it's a TV show. <laughs> I've never seen it. No, I was guessing. Is it the, is <laughs> their room number 222? Two, two, two. <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay. Um, oh, uh, final one. What band poster does the Dean have in his office? No idea. Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. That's pretty cool. Mm. That's the, the, the light hitting the prison. That's yes, dark, that's yeah. Dark Side of the Moon. Correct. Facts are meaningless. You can use facts to prove anything that's even remotely true. Facts, Max. As we already mentioned, it was the last one that Conan got sole writing credit on. Yes. He does get joint writing credit on Treehouse of Horror this season. Oh, the next one. I think it's like two or three episodes away. Mm. Yeah, he But he wrote for that the bits in between the segments mm. of Bart with the paintings. Benjamin, Doug and Gary, the nerds, were based on three incredible nerds who lived in the same college dorm as O'Brien, apparently. Yeah. You've put the inf- the emphasis on incredible as if they were great nerds. I think... Incredible nerds. I think what it actually means is that they were incredibly nerdy. They're big nerds, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you were like, three incredible nerds. To me, a nerd is incredible. <laughs> okay. I've got to feel like, watching this episode right, that 
this sort of set the trend for things like Big Bang Theory. This, I don't know if it set the trend. Was this? It's, it's, it's not w- like they were the first people to ever have this as this was the first time that nerd culture ever existed in this way. When, have when have you ever nerd- sat down and watched Revenge of the Nerds? Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Well, so, so I guess this episode's based on movies like that, isn't it? Yeah, Animal exactly. House and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Like big nerds, thick glasses, pocket protectors, all that sort of thing. That's been a comedy stereotype since the 80s. As, as silly as Homer's behavior is when he first rocks up in that, though, I do feel it's actually quite believable because all he does is watch TV. He bases his whole life off TV yeah. and movies. Yeah. So that's what he thinks life is like. Yeah, I exactly. It's really, really well written. He, he never went, obviously. No. So he just assumes, nerd. Yeah, yeah so great. Uh, Did Fox- you see the nerd? Yeah. Huh? Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> As you mentioned in a couple of weeks ago, that Fox wanted this to be the season premiere, but mm-hmm. the, the crew thought that having George Harrison for Home Barbershop Quartet would yep. be a better idea. Which, which is I, true. Just, and I don't get, like, in the in the Wikipedia entry, it says Fox wanted this to be the premiere because it was parody of Animal House. Animal House came out in 1978. What fucking difference? Well, it was 78, was it? Yeah. Fuck, so that is a long time ago. what possible difference does it make when this ran? Like, people are going to go... <gasps> Oh my god, guys, season five of The Simpsons is coming out. And you know that movie from 24 years ago? They're finally going to skewer it. <laughs> I have been waiting all my life. 14 years ago. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but it says on the Wikipedia page, though, that Animal House movies were big at the time, like that kind of university. Name one movie from that, that like 93. Revenge of the... Oh, there would have been... They were, they were 80s. Summer camp movies would have been around that time. Like Meatballs yeah. and that sort of... Well, like, not the original, 93? but I reckon if you got to like Meatballs 4 or something would have been coming out around then. Any camp movie from 93 is like, Ernest goes to camp, isn't it? I'm going to... <laughs> oh, please. What I'm going to do, Dando, is type on my Microsoft Surface Pro. Hold on one second. Okay. Uh, Meatballs 4. When did that come out? 1992, Meatballs 4, rated a solid 3 out of 10 on IMDb, starring Corey Feldman. <laughs> Corey Feldman. I feel like in the straight-to-video market, th- these sorts of movies still would have been going around. Yeah, for sure. National Lampoon's fucking Alpha House or Beta House or something. There, w- there would have been some form of bullshit running around. National Lampoon just transitioned into American Pie. There's like six of them now, seven of them. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, the SMRT scene was actually a mistake. Yeah, a legitimate blooper from yep. Dan. I didn't know that. But it fit Homer perfectly, so they left it in. I didn't like the read of it, though. It's always bothered me. Why because is that? Because he forgot the letter A, right? Mm. But when he says it, he goes, S-M-R-T, I mean, S-M-A-R-T. He emphasizes the R. It should have been emphasizing the A. It's a little thing, but it always bothers me. Yeah, but it's a... F- it was a true reading. So it's not like he was actually giving that as a choice. That was just how yeah, it happened. I, I know, but from from a comedic, comedic perspective, it should have been the A that was mm. given because he forgot the A. What a pretentious S- comment to M-A-R-T. It just I know I've, I've always just thought Yeah, but But now that I know but now that I know it's a mistake, it's different, but my whole life I've never known until I did the research for this episode. Yeah, but people say that do that sort of thing all the time. Like it'd be um, you know, it's uh uh I don't know, I'm trying to think of a time that I've ever said something wrong. It's difficult. But 1978 was 24 years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, so 1978 was uh, 24 years ago. Uh, 14 years ago, sorry. Like, it's... 15. You're kind of just going up on the... It's it's the felon. Like, he delivers a joke and... But you go up on the... You, you've, you hurry over the mistake. And then because you've spoken so quickly to get past the mistake bit, then you slow your voice down a little bit. So that's why it's that S-M-A-R-T. And he's trying to get back into his normal cadence. That's okay. all that is. Yeah. Well, I don't believe hey, that. Hey, any linguists out there? No, no. Or I've speech pathologists that th- would like to write in and congratulate me 
This is on- a scripted comedy show. The emphasis should have been on the A. <laughs> You're going to raise your voice? I'll just be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and Benjamin, who was the black nerd, I believe, his design was based on Richmore, mm-hmm. a younger version of Richmore, who was the director of the show, of The Simpsons at this point in time. Okay. But a black version of him. <laughs> so it was so he was actually <laughs> white. Okay. Yeah. So the original air date was 14th of October, 1993, and there was no chalk gag, because obviously there was a lot to cram in. Yes. And we're straight into the catch gag. I'll let you explain it. Uh, the family sit on the couch, and then the Monty Python foot from so many of their little animated interludes the between the scenes, boom, crushes them. Uh, to me, this is the most iconic Simpsons catch gag. Okay. This is the one I remember more than any other catch gag, except for the circus song and dance, obviously. You reckon they'll ever do a Simpsons... Like, you know how they... they <laughs> you know how they... What's the word? They they send it out to third parties now. Like, they'll get people to... Do, like, Rick and Morty do a guest couch gag, or they did... Uh, the Robot Chicken guys did one where Homer walks through the set of South Park and makes fun of them. I would love to see them... You mean mashup. Well, yeah, mashups and that sort of thing. But um, when they... It's not like leasing it out, but when they, you know, um, virtually contract it to other people. What's the fucking word that I'm trying to find? Outsource. Outs- yeah, outsource. When they outsource the couch gag to I people... I in because I, I got it right. Okay. <laughs> when... Oh, when are they going to have the Simpsons casting couch gag? <laughs> like, surely that's just begging to be made. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think that's ever going to happen. <laughs> it has to happen. <laughs> How would it go? Badly. <laughs> don't make me describe it this early in the episode. <laughs> so it kicks off of everybody asleep at the power plant. Good music. Just relaxing. Yeah. I like a couple things here that were... That dog kind of looked familiar, but I couldn't figure out why. Is it the... No, the dog not. that saves the plant from meltdown? <laughs> yeah, but but what, what's it from? How, I don't know. I, just, th- I thought you had a reason why it's... No, it ah, just okay. felt like it was based on something that I've seen in the, in my, you know, in the vast recesses of my memory, but I have no idea why. It's not if it's Simpsons specific, just anything. Yeah, just anything. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's based it's probably on nothing. It just felt, you know, I don't know, maybe dogs are just familiar animals. Yeah, possibly. But what I really liked about this little sequence as they're going through everyone asleep is that you get the pullback from the security footage and you feel like it's whenever it does that, Burns is watching them angrily. Yeah. He's like, fools, lazy slackers, everyone. But no, Burns is asleep as well and Smith is curled up at his little, feet. Little lap dog. Yeah. Just, <laughs> <laughs> to me, it feels like this is the plant on a Friday afternoon. But Lenny's just chilling in the hammock and he's at home, he's got the hound and everything. Mm. And that's when the Nuclear Regulatory Commission turn up. I love Burns' immediate lie. disturb me during nap time. We're from the Nuclear Regulatory Commission. This is a surprise test of worker competence. There must be some mistake. We, uh, we make cookies here. Mr. Burns, old-fashioned good time, extra chewy. Get the axe. Then Smithers says to Mr. Burns, Mr. Burns is a bit concerned, don't worry, I've rounded up all the idiots. Yeah, three of them. Yes, <laughs> Two of them, of them we've never met. <laughs> I know. What's, what's one of their names? Bernie. Yeah. The... the, the why are we here? Because we've got to guard the bee. But why? <laughs> it reminded me of later in the episode when he's like, why does it have to be zany? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes, what, what are they doing in the basement? Guarding the bee. Just guarding a bee in a jar. Yeah. Not doing anything. That's, um, and then like, when they're like, but why? I've gone, ah, you just don't understand. That's why Smithers put me in charge. Made me head bee guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Smashes the bee. Oh, it's getting away. We did bad. <laughs> Homer then runs away. And how great's the pun from... Smithers here. I he had to be somewhere else. I, I, I think 
He couldn't be here. No, today. Sorry, that's right. Yes. He couldn't be. And then Burns for yes, he's uh, chairing a committee on uh, chairing a conference on nuclear fission. Mm, that'll hold up. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but in the monorail episode, yes, that'll do. <laughs> so this is where Homer bursts through the ground, and the bee has bit his bottom. Mm. Clearly, didn't know Homer's allergic to bees. Mm. Do you know? In the early going of this episode, the animation felt a little off to me in a few Oh, Homer's head is a weird shape, and his and, eyes are too big. And when the camera pans down to the basement, just to retract a second as well, and he is actually not animated, but other things in the episode, other things in the scene are... Moving, yeah. yeah it was just, I, I don't know why, it was just strangely animated. It felt like it had been held over from an earlier production time. In what sense? It, like, he didn't look right? It just or? didn't... It doesn't feel the, like the it whole gels. scene or just him it doesn't gel with the animation we had in Cape Fear, for example. Or it does, like does it? it just it stands out as not being up to the standard of the two episodes that we've seen so far this season. And it's strange because Homer's Barbershop Quartet was from the previous season. Yeah, yeah. so was Cape Fear though. Mm. Cape Fear was also a carryover. Was this a carryover? I don't remember reading it being. I don't carryover. know. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't read about it, but it just felt animation felt like it had gone backwards. Well, I noticed. I had it in my notes later on that Homer's head is too short. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's just, it doesn't look right. And the eyes are clearly way too big. So then Homer is obviously allergic to bees, as we said. The re- just randomly and conveniently got a replica of his workstation in this van. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Homer's reaction here is amazing. <sighs> Homer, this is an exact replica of your workstation. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to simulate a power surge in core sector 8. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> In the name of God, you've got to tell me! Relax, it's just a simulator. Nothing can go wrong. Just poke blindly at the controls until they let you go. Great throwback, by the way. Did you get the throwback here? Uh, to saving the power plant? Yes. Yeah. Because Just blindly push buttons. That's all he knows what to do. Yeah. That worked last time. Yeah. It has to work this time. Nope. He somehow creates a, a nuclear meltdown. Yeah. <laughs> With a replica. Drops it into the ground. <laughs> Yeah. And then we get Burns trying to get away in the skate pod. Yes. This is where we get our Star Wars Star reference. Wars reference, yes. Well, obviously, he won't let Smithers in. Yeah. There's two come seats. Come on, come on. For the love of God, sir, there are two seats. Pleading with his life. I nearly made you spit Pepsi. I know. <laughs> For the love of God. <laughs> but he likes to put his feet up. But it's the shot of the pod launching out. That's yeah. what the... It's bang on exactly what it looks, what yep. looks like in Star Wars, the original one. And you hope when R two D two and C three PO are leaving, and then obviously gets his karma, doesn't he? By crashing straight into the car park, straight yes. into the car park. Cuts back to the uh, the meltdown scene, and if you have never seen this episode before, you think this must be what the episode's about because Homer's now radioactive. Homer's apparently. now a mutant. Yeah. <laughs> Homer's <laughs> turned into the Hulk. It reminds me of the no TV, no beer, make Homer something, something. And then he sees the television yeah. and he snaps out snaps of it. Snaps out of it. In yeah, this case, his alarm goes off reminding him of lunch. Lunchtime. shakes it. Shakes yeah. it off. It's a very, that's a very Conan gag, isn't it? Yeah. You look at the episodes that Conan O'Brien writes, they've got their own unique kind of comedy to them, haven't mm. they? Except for New Kid on the Block. New Kid on the Block felt more like a Simpsons episode. It did, yeah. With this, I feel like a lot of Conan's comedy is tangential in that he'll start... Like, you know, the scene's happening and then he'd be like, oh, and then it'd be great if this happens and he comes in. Like, it'd just be, I feel like he has that kind of freewheeling mind and just as he's writing one thing, he's probably thinking of four others and yeah. then he'll choose one of those and throw it in as the gag and then get back to what he was writing the first time around. But this episode still is far more toned down than Marge versus the Monorail though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that, not, that, it's not completely wacky. What's the wackiest episode of all time in the first nine seasons? Do you reckon it's Marge versus the Monorail? It's got to be right up there without... You only move twice, doesn't even come close to it. No. 
completely grounded when in reality, any, if you ask yeah. me. When you consider any wackiness, Mudge versus the Monitor has to be the most, yeah. Hmm. So the guys from the Nuclear Regulatory Commission, are they in trouble now? Like, whose fault is this? Is it the power plant's fault because Homer's not trained, or is it... Well, presumably. Because they're sort you of... can't ex- be at fault as an employee. Because they're explaining themselves, like, we don't know how this happened. And then... Well, Bur- I guess they've Burns got... A, them the bribe. I guess... Th- yeah, no, Burns is in trouble, but they have to report to someone as well. But they would have the power to crack down on Burns. There's a smell on everybody. Yes. So what does he do? What are, what are the bribes? Uh, well, there was like a washing machine and something or other. Um, a washer and dryer. Yeah. The, the lovely Smithers are standing by. Yes. <laughs> this this segment this seg- sequence um, references the TV show Let's Make a Deal, okay. a game show from the states where people would trade uh, and deal in things, but they didn't know what the option was going to, what the other option the second, was. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So that's all you can have. What's in the box? The box. The, the box. box. <laughs> He's just so excited. <laughs> but that's what it's like, though. The mystery. Yeah. Would you go to the box? What well, depends on what's in front of you. If it's a washer and dryer, if it's dry a choice a box, between a washer, dryer, and a box, I'll take the box. I've yeah. got a washer and a dryer. <laughs> oh, right. And her name is. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's staying in. <laughs> I hear she's done a very good one though. Not a great cook, but you know. Or, or sweeper under the tables. This is not needed. So <laughs> <laughs> where are we up to in the episode? So he's taking the bribe. Quimby's taking the bribe, hasn't he? Which is why a five thousand dollar mink coat. Yes, is one I presume mink fur at the very least. That gag purely used to explain why they're not taking it further. Yeah, obviously. But then we get another great pun. This time from Mr. Burns. Yeah, the, your favorite oh, moment. I forget what his line proceeded. I was. feel you'll be dropping the charge. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> just, <laughs> I just love the impotence of that moment. Like, yeah. it just swings open. Everyone looks at it. There's no apology. It's just a. It's a very matter of fact of. Uh, well, that's normally how I deal with the problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's his way of saying, ah, oh, fuck, without actually saying anything. Yeah. It's just <laughs> Pain has moved your desk. Oh, yes. Yes. The bur- and you don't, you don't notice it either, though, because his desk is never in front of the bookcase. Yeah. So the entire scene, you should have been questioning, why is his desk there? Yeah. Burns then and his lawyers then go to visit Homer, and they decide whether he wants to go in for, was it tea and coffee or something? Cake and coffee? Uh, yeah, something like that. We, my lawyers and I were in the neighbourhood. I love that line. Yeah. It's just just passing it off as a casual walk. I think he says that line like every time he knocks on the Simpsons' door, doesn't he? I was just in the neighbourhood and I, I think thought so, I'd yeah. stop by. Now, the next scene here, rather than have Burns explain the whole spiel to him and waste time doing that, mm. they just have Homer say, so you want me to go to college? Yeah. A good way of cutting back on time, I guess, and cramming more good stuff in. Because you don't need to have Burns explain it to him, no. do you? And then... I don't get the Jade Monkey thing. I know it's a reference to like an old film, uh, the Maltese, Maltese Falcon. Yeah. Maltese Falcon. What's the, but what is it though? What is the Jade Monkey? The Jade Monkey. Well, it was a monkey carved out of jade stone. Yes. And what's but what is it though? Like, it, well, it was the kind of MacGuffin of the Maltese Falcon. Yeah, the Jade Monkey was, I, I presume, valuable. Someone lost it. Someone wanted it. Someone was chasing after it, and Humphrey Bogart was going to sleep with as many women as he could until he found it. Makes sense. It's, Classic detective story. And it's just conveniently in Burns' uh, glove compartment? Uh, yes, they found it in your glove compartment. Well, along with what was the other two things that was in there? Uh, an ice scraper or something like yes, that? Yes, and a, a map or something. Or a windscreen. Yeah, something like that. It's all falling into place. So then it cuts to the family talking about whether Homer should go to college or not. And he says he's always wanted to go, but fate got in his way. Yeah. And by fate, he means a dog with a ham. A dog with a ham. As he was about... he Homer, just signed this for, ex- admission form and you're a shoo-in. That dog's the dog took someone's ham. I gotta go see this. This I gotta see. <laughs> so then it cuts to Homer and he is struggling with the essay. And Lisa comes along to give him some advice. Lisa's one of her minor appearances in the episode. Mm. Let's see. List your three favorite books and how they've influenced your life. Is TV Guide a book? No. 
Jennifer Sniglet? No. Catherine Hepburn's me? No. Oh, I suck. Now, apparently Sniglet is not a real book, The Son of Sniglet, mm. but Sniglet is a skit that was made, words that should be in the dictionary. Okay. But aren't. And what, and what would Sniglet mean? As I remember Sniglet to get back is, on microphone. Basically, Sniglet is just something that was made. I think it was like 80s or 90s, like a comedian. He would put together books that had words mm. that should be in the dictionary but aren't. And apparently it was funny. Okay. And then the final one was... It was Cap- a different time back then. Yes. Catherine Hepburn's Me, which was her autobiography. Just right. Okay. Taking piss that that's not a real book. Yeah. Then Homer's filling it out with Bart, and Bart gives him bad advice. Actually, Bart tried to help him here, because Homer wanted to use the, the cake photo, and Bart's mm. like, I probably you wouldn't sure use it. sure you want to do that? But he also follows up, with, and that was the most I ever threw it up. You demand, Homer! Yeah, you demand. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, man, it's so great. But then it obviously bites Homer in the ass, because he goes, nah, they'll still read it. No one's going to... The photo's not important. No. Cut to their office. The photo's blown up to be the full size of their wall. Let's not waste precious seconds reading this essay. <laughs> Did you notice, too, the chick who says that line about the precious seconds was Maggie Roswell? I, I did not. Uh, she, she did the, um, the chick who was from the Regulatory Commission as well. Okay. They used her throughout the whole episode, except for her main characters. Yeah, okay. Well, whenever you need a go-to lady voice. She's just the housewife voice, isn't she? Well, y- yeah, like in just the, just the everyday woman voice. She's yeah, yeah. just locked down. No, Average woman. No nonsense, nothing... Crazy or memorable about the voices. Yep. Bart is then watching TV. Did you hear what the commercial was for? Oh, no. Worcestershire sauce in a soft drink. It tastes steaky. My Lord. I know know where Conan pulled that one from. You're trying to imagine the taste? My heart hurts. Yeah. (laughs) Just thinking about it. Not great at all. Homer then tells him to get out of the way because he has to study, get ready for school by watching the TV show. School School of Hard Hard Knockers. How great is it? Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm sure that that title would exist as an actual porno parody of oh, like Animal House or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Did you say Corey made an appearance from the Corey Hotline? Oh, is that? Yeah, right. I did research into it, and it appears that they are one in the same. Okay. He's just a bit older now, which is weird because the Simpsons haven't aged. But anyway, or was he? Would he have been a teenager the whole time? He didn't seem like a teenager um, on the, from the pictures. This guy like certainly he, old, seemed older. It's kind of like a Corey Feldman that they just always stay. Maybe that's in what that. it was meant to be, just the Corys, because it was always Corey back then. Yeah. But that's what the hotline was as well, though, wasn't it? The, like, the Corey the, hotline, yeah. Yeah, the hotline was taking piss out of this Corey as well. It just looks like a great show. I would watch The School of Hard Knockers, don't you reckon? It's just ridiculous <laughs> enough to be funny. Well, hang on. What are we talking about here? <laughs> what? <laughs> but the Bitterman. It reminded me of sort of like a, a Saved by the Bell kind of show. Always on Saturday mornings, and it was just... It was just on. Yeah. Like you could watch it and just switch your, switch your brain off. Yeah. I think I think all I'll remember from Save of the Bell, though, was one of the, the music. One of the cast members of the show would obviously have gone on to star in their own low-level homemade porno. Ooh, not great at all. Thank you for that screech. And the one character that you didn't want <laughs> to be in a fucking porno. I think he won some pro wrestling celebrity show once. Really? Because no one would go near him after seeing the tape? Uh, have you watched, have you <laughs> it was a it? Royal Rumble. They were throwing themselves over the top rope. <laughs> a battle royal. Out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so impressed that you knew what a Royal Rumble was. Ah, thank you. <laughs> so it cuts back and Marge brings in all the application mm. uh, responses. Re- yes, the responses. We go through the rejection letters and the hardware store letter. Yes. Or coupon. Or flyer. It, uh, flyer, yeah. He's, he's excited by it. Uh, so they ask, what are you going to do? I'm going to do what I should have done a long time ago. Nothing. You don't know, do you? No, ma'am. <laughs> like, he's got no idea what he's going to do. It's pretty much what I was like. When I go back from a holiday, I'm like, I'm going to do what I've always should have done. So you don't know what you do. 
Nope. Play with my belly button. <laughs> that's pretty much that's all I did for three weeks. <laughs> what I well, and the other thing about like that that joke is about the form of TV shows and so, like so often it would be something I should have done a long time ago, and then that's, Do the, end, that's the end of that scene, yeah. and we cut to something in the future. The fact that they linger on that just to show that yeah, you feel like more often than not when someone says that they've got no follow up. And if anyone in real life ever said something I should have done a long time ago, they're definitely hoping no one calls them on it yes. because they're not thinking of anything else. <laughs> this episode relied heavily on bait and switches. Yes. Even even like the end where you think home is going to pass. Like yeah. he's excited, he's you know yeah. celebrating. Does his little Bail. heel kick on the way out. The music happening. Yeah, anyway. I'll explain when it's more later on. So then he goes to, to Mr. Burns. Or does he go to Mr. Burns and say that he just he can't get in? Like no one... Ex- I, I can't remember. Burns finds out somehow. I'm pretty sure Homer goes and tells him, look, um, I don't, I don't yeah, know what well, to do. Yeah, well, they don't have the conversation, but Burns is saying, well, what can we do? Um, yes. I love that Burns is on his side here. It would be so much easier yes. just to fire him. Yeah, yeah. He, he has really, no real need to be I doing this. No one really questioned that. Why is he keeping him around? Yeah. Ah, your, your fallback. He did save his life. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. He how, said, Mr. Burns, that's what you always say it. <laughs> but, but how many times... How, if so, if someone how saved, much goodwill does that really buy you? If someone saved your life... How many years of goodwill would you give them? I'd, I'd give them two or three passes on minor incidents. On <laughs> <laughs> minor? <laughs> I mean, like, if they got my coffee order wrong more than twice, they're dead to me. <laughs> I'd be asking for my blood back. <laughs> uh, so, Mr. Burns reveals that he has a chair on the board of the Springfield Uni. How great's his chair? His chair. Like, it's the devil's throne. Yes. Hilarious. It's got a little devil version of Mr. Burns yeah. on the That on is arms. one of the best reveal jokes almost that they've ever done. Because of the fact that I have a chair, at the you know, is just a way of saying I'm on the board. I'm on the, the board, fact that yeah. he has a physical chair as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. Fucking funny. Uh, the board. Pretty that much same joke now would be the Game of Thrones throne. That would be hilarious. But no, uh, no, wouldn't it? It'd be hilarious, but overdone. I feel like the Devil's thing works a lot better. Yeah, I don't know. So like, the devil suited Mr. Burns's character more, but so I think much grandeur in that thing. It's like ten meters high. But if it was just a skit show, he would have needed to raise the roof to get that yeah, chair in. I needed to raise the roof to get this couch in this house. It was ridiculous. Anyway, so the board are pretty much saying, "Nope, he's not getting through. It's not going to happen." But then Mr. Burns has other ideas. Are oh, you really on time in the uni? So what? How's, how's he going to make them give them to him? He's going to give them the beating of the a beating lifetime. of a lifetime. This is the untouchable scene. Yes. Yeah, and and I love it's played so well at the beginning, like the the love whole that. thing about. Baseball, teamwork, and all that sort of stuff is word for word what happens. And then the fact that he just wanders up behind him, it's just... you. I was watching it, picturing all of the violent, furious rage of Robert De Niro contrasted with his timid little... Eh, eh, playing by his own rules! <laughs> <laughs> just like, what are you doing? Stop that. <laughs> what has that happened? When has that Smithers happened? Smithers dismember the corpse. No, no, <laughs> I said the one because I... <laughs> He's popped out on the ground. That is, that's the moment that made me laugh out the most. I reckon. Actually, yep. <laughs> fuck that was great. Were you about to say when does that happen in the Untouchables? Yeah, no, no. What, no. Or, when has that no. happened in previous episodes where Mr. Burns has been hitting somebody and they've said stop that? Um, because it has happened before. It has happened before. He ends up like collapsed on the floor with his tongue hanging. Yeah. Out. Um, what are you doing? Stop that. Uh, no, I can't. It was hitting blank. somebody with a bat. I'm pretty sure. Mm, yep. Yeah, I don't. Mailbag or forfeit discount? Let us know because we're too tired. Too hot to look it up. To yeah, it's honest. roasting today, isn't it? And you refuse to have the air conditioning on when we're recording. <laughs> because it makes a sound. So, uh, Homer gets the acceptance letter in the mail. It makes him very, very happy. And then he... What does he do after that? What doesn't he, he need well, anymore? The I, 
Oh, his college diploma. Yes, don't know no, this high, high school. Oh, sorry, college, high, college yeah. idiot. Yeah. His high school, his high school diploma burns it down. Burns down the wall as well. Yes, it just burns down his entire house. Whilst basically. he's singing, "I am so smart," burning down the house, mispronouncing my house. That sorry, would, that would I can't hear Tom Jones. Yeah, I can't hear the words <laughs> "burning down the house" without Burn doing that. <laughs> what? What's? How many degrees is it? Um, Nine degrees. It's five hundred or something like that. 69 degrees Hold or something on. along those lines. It's, it's, you try and figure it out. I'm going to Google it and see what it says. I've got sex bomb in my head now and that's, that's throwing me off. What's do for cat? She's a lady's a good song too. Oh, I was nowhere near right. No. Oh, 60 was right. It's 365 degrees. Ah, okay. Burning down the house. <laughs> uh, did he sing? Oh, I didn't think he was the original. He wasn't. Talking, yeah, no, talking he wasn't heads. the original. Yeah, talking yeah. heads did it. But he's the one that's in my memory forever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if anyone who's a 90s kid remembers Tom Jones' version. So we come back from commercial and Homer and Marge are arriving at Springfield Uni. As you said, the sign says, see out our Latin motto contest. Mm-hmm. Grandpa's then randomly in the back seat, never to be seen again, but it's yep. just a quick gag that Cone thought he'd throw in there. Just one of those funny gags that Grandpa can get lost and be up to things and fall asleep and just not really have any idea of reality. That by this point, like grandpa, gra- grandpa is the old fool now. Grandpa and his senility have really taken hold by this point. Yeah, they don't give him any sort of, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't even say intelligence, but strength again until the flying hellfish episode. Mm. That's where they fall back on him being that strong, tough guy that he once was. He's up until yeah. that point. Between now and then, he's just an old, silly old fool. Homer's classic nerd. <laughs> Marge is just completely embarrassed. I'd be embarrassed too if yeah. I was with somebody doing that. It's so just condes- unacceptable behaviour. How condescendingly he explains it to her though. Yeah. There are jocks and there are nerds. As a jock, it's my job to pick on the nerds. It's exactly what it's like in movies though. That's yeah. all Homer's done. He's watched movies and watched yeah. TV. That's what well, that's literally like. what happens in Revenge of the Nerds when they get on campus. There's the jock on the balcony who just looks across that. They're like, nerds! Billy Madison, Doyle rules! <laughs> Yes, similar. Yes. As in, he's a jock. Yes. Billy's not a nerd, though. No, he says it to the the, um, the kid with glasses, doesn't he? Oh, young adult. he goes, who's yep. that kid? Yep. Yeah. Homer then thinks he's going to be cool by spiking the punch. Mm-hmm. He's just completely out of touch. Or, it's not even that... Has school ever actually been the way movies portray it as? Like, in the 70s um, and 80s, were there jocks and nerds? Or was that just... Is that just something that... Because are they trying to say Homer... Having is, not is out of touch with where things are now, having or? not gone to school in America in the seventies and eighties, it's really difficult for me to comment. Because growing that. up as a kid, you thought that college was like that. It's all you ever saw in movies. There was big, yeah, tough but, football players, and there was nerdy guys. But I, well, that is all you see as movies. I'm sure that the truth is not as div- as black and white as that. But at the same time, you, the college system is where. NFL players come from it's where basketball like NBA basketball players come from so I'm and sure they, have, they are big personalities and they're prestigious as hell particularly for football and basketball in you know in, in states did you really drop the C-bomb then? no I was going to say countries but okay. I meant to say states <laughs> particularly in states where that is their way of life like if you're if you're the quarterback at Texas A&M or something like that like you are a celebrity in that town so I'm sure that there is that element of guys walking around in tight t-shirts that all the girls swoop to Versus guys that know a bit about calculus that no one cares about. Because that kind of uh, lifestyle doesn't exist in Australia, does it? The college degrees for sports. Not sport, really, sport no. We've got... You can like you can get... Scholarships. Scholarships, thank you. Um, and there's the Australian Institute of Sport and that sort of stuff. But it's not in... It's nowhere near as prevalent here. What, what sports would it be for, though? Uh, like, say, um, who's... What are some of those? Like, oh, athletics. You mean. Deacon 
Deakin Warm Ponds. Gra- uh, not Deakin. Um, Geelong Grammar. Um, ah, okay. Possibly. Scotch College, like the the upper level Melbourne yeah. Grammar. Th- those ones will have will offer out sports scholarships, but you know, not at high school, not at the public po- schools. The public schools that you and I were fortunate enough to grace. <laughs> what, what school did you go to? Belmont, Hiding, Belmont, yeah. and Ballerine. And Ballerine. Were my two in Victoria, and then I went to Is another that one up in Queensland. Because you could for being a bad boy. No, I moved. <laughs> I got picked on by the jocks. <laughs> no, I, my, my parents moved. I was 15 years old. I had no say in where we lived. <laughs> it's like 20 minute difference. I suppose you want to be close to. We've spoken about my run-ins with the bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. You're the only guy, were you? I, I accidentally got on a bus going old to an school? old girls' school and had to play it cool. <laughs> <laughs> you, I can't remember your reaction to that. You were scared a bit, weren't you? There was a, I was terrified. I didn't know where I was going and I was fucking embarrassed and I felt small. And the bus driver was like, tell you what, there's a red light coming up ahead. You can get off here and then you can kind of like catch another bus to go up to where so you're supposed to everyone just like whispering and looking at you? I felt like they were. And then there was one girl that I knew on the bus who I kind of liked a little bit and yes, I was talking yes. to her every night after, after school. And then she's like, were you on my bus as well? No, 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 that wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got a lift Did this morning. Did you flat out deny it? Yes. <laughs> that's, that's great. <laughs> so, getting back, Homer has spiked the punch. The complete opposite reaction to... Even watching the episode, the spitting it out, it's the exact opposite reaction to what the viewer is expecting as well. It's the exact opposite reaction to Freddie Quimby. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the punch has been spiked. So the guy he spits it out and warns everybody, "Don't worry, your parents are on their way to get you right now." Then we get introduced into the dean. Mm. Not, not, not into crusty old dean. The, Homer's <laughs> the dean here is just so nice, and the way Homer treats him is just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, like he, he's so blinded by what he thinks is reality. What he thinks deans are supposed to be. Yeah, that he doesn't realise that this is the pro- possibly the nicest character we've ever seen on The Simpsons. Culminates in my favourite, well, like, one of the best, one of my favourite Homer lines of the episode when he's in, after he's run him over. It's like, the dean, who's been so impossibly nice through this whole thing. Maybe I've been a bit, an o- a bit of an ogre. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. <laughs> yes, still blames him, yes. <laughs> the dean says he used to be a bass player in the pretenders. He's a liar. Uh, then we get the first lecture. The guy, the electric cracks the joke, out with the old, in with the nucleus. In with the nucleus. Good Every, joke. Everybody laughs, including me. I think that anyone with a bit of intelligence, any, anyone would laugh at that joke, wouldn't they? Not anyone, but most. Most. <laughs> Homer didn't at all. The guy drops his papers. It's very similar to man getting kicked in the uh, man getting hit by football. Man getting hit by football, yeah. Just He's Homer's the only person that finds the funny in the dumb thing. Yes. Yeah. The reaction, though, to man getting hit by football is one of the greatest Homer <laughs>, laughs in the history of the series. Yeah. It's just so great. I did feel, though, that when Homer was laughing here, that it went on a little long. It felt forced by the end of it. Even Nicola mm. was watching saying, why is he laughing so long? No, I, know, I get why the character is laughing so long, but the, the, they dragged it out for at least 10 seconds. Yeah. And by the Beyond end of it, it being funny. And, yeah, and, mm. and it didn't come back to being funny again. It just felt like Dan was forcing himself to laugh. And it just, yeah, to me, it didn't seem... Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. It, it, didn't, didn't, it didn't go on long enough that it goes from funny to not being funny to being funny again. I don't think that, that just kind of kind stuff of would ever go back to being funny, though. Would it? Yeah, almost anything eventually will. It's a rule of comedy. If you do something often enough, it will eventually come back. Like that comedian did that time? Uh, yes, like that comedian did that time. Shit. The, no, the one that you Go and Google saw. that, guys. The thing that comedian did that time. The one time. you went and saw and he just kept repeating three words or something. I didn't see it. That was uh, on the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Oh, I thought Festival. you were there. No, no, no. That was ah, okay. singing a song. And every time you thought they were about to go to the next line, they didn't. Yes. Yeah. Homer refuses to stay for the extra lecture. 
Now, if anyone would like to stay, I'm going to hold a comprehensive review session after every class. Do we have to? No. Then kiss my curvy butt goodbye. He's re- I like that he's really embraced college. And for Homer, this what, is what like, he thinks college is. Yeah, well, yeah, but he's having the time of his life. As much as he's being an idiot, he's really having fun. Pretty much Homer has just taken the piss, though. He has not taken uni- uh, college. He's not taking college seriously at all. But I did like that. As you said, he's embraced college in the sense that he turned his bedroom into a dorm by stealing the center mm. blocks. How good is this gag? This is great. The, uh, it's such a harmless little throwaway yeah, line. Yeah, but it's so memorable. And and as you said, just sorry, before we get to that, I also enjoy the way that he's completely changed it to a dorm room, including putting... Um, Einstein on the wall. Einstein and... Uh, was WC Fields? Someone Fields. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> I just swipe six into blocks. Sir, we're missing six cinder blocks. There'll be no hospital. I'll tell the, I'll I'll tell the children. children yeah. Even playing Louie Louie. In yeah. The, in his, but just, it's just Animal House. Yeah. That's pretty much what it is. And even like the, the pose of Homer just sitting on his bed, hanging out yeah. in his room. You know, it doesn't have to be in his bedroom, but he just is. Yeah. Cut back to school and Homer thinks he's smarter than the teacher. I, th- I worked great- in a nuclear power plant. <laughs> I think I know how a proton accelerator works. Well, why don't you come down and show us? <laughs> Throwback. <laughs> Everyone just screaming. <laughs> in there, guys. Thanks, Homer. They just know him. <laughs> that was a great throwback to the first act. Then the dean says to Homer, look, no one blames you. Like, and he's, Homer still thinks that he's like yeah. trying to, like you said, oppress him. <laughs> like he's just yeah. trying to hold him down, hold him back. No, you just, you need help. Yeah. You clearly need help. You fucking caused two meltdowns in the space of a couple of weeks. So this is where he sets him up to be tutored by the three nerds. Yes. For the life of me, I could not remember before watching this again why Homer started hanging out with the nerds. Ah, okay. Obviously, this explains why. Yep. And because Homer's just so annoyed and he thinks the Dean is trying to hold him back. Yeah, you won this round, Dean, but the war isn't over. Hello. Hello, Dean. You're a stupid head. Homer, is that you? <laughs> In plain view. Yeah. <laughs> it's just straight out. <laughs> he got to that phone booth fast, by the way. He did, yeah. Yeah. Homer, Homer has Homer displays a knack for getting outside of buildings quickly in this episode. Yes. Chasing squirrels, fighting dogs with hams, and making phone calls. <laughs> Homer then goes to visit the nerds. Now, when they walk in and they say, intruder alert, intruder alert, stop the humanoid. Yeah. That is a reference to a 1980 arcade game called Berserk, apparently. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. So, even that's a little subtle reference. Yeah, right. There. I just thought, like, the, I mean, the vo- even the voices are a little bit... If you wanted to get super nerdy um, and draw connections, a little bit of a Danger Will Robinson type voice. I was about to say Lost in Space. Yeah. And Daleks. They sound a little bit like the Daleks from Doctor Who. These guys here, back then when I was a kid watching this for the first time, didn't really like them so much. Now I want to be their friends. They just (laughs) seem like cool people. Like, not cool people. They just seem like fun to hang out with. It reminds me of me at work now. We just sit around and talk about shit that is absolutely pointless. Yeah. Like Picard versus Kirk. Yeah. No one needs to have a conversation about that, but these guys find it entertaining. What we're doing now. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I just, it's just, it's, they seem like really nice people. I had a friend that started down this slippery slope of hanging out with Dungeons and Dragons players. I've like never from, played Have you ever played it? I've never played no, it. No, I've never played it. So I'm not going to judge, but it was kind of bizarre watching someone who'd never, ever dipped a toe in the water of Dungeons and Dragons at 24 years old go, I'm going to play Dungeons and Dragons. It's going to be pretty silly, but you know, they, they play a little bit and I was going to be there. So I'll probably just be making fun of the whole thing. And then I come back like 
two days later, he's bought his own dice. He's mm. bringing them to parties. He's using words like dungeon master. Yeah. He's wearing a, co- a cloak. <laughs> like he had a little a dungeon's cloak that I'd he would put on to go play. <laughs> but where do you find a cloak? I don't Much know. less in 48 hours. But if I found one, I'd fucking wear it. <laughs> it was unbelievable. The turnaround. Like he played one game and he was hooked. If you could wear, if you had a supervillain cloak, you're trying to tell me you wouldn't wear it. I'm not saying I wouldn't. But for. I, I, I think it's one of those things like Dungeons and Dragons. Growing up, I always looked at, ooh, it's nerdy, whatever. I would love to play it, but I just don't have anyone who would, A, understand how to play it, and B, yeah. who would want to play it. I do appreciate some board games. Like, board games are great, I've got man. a friend, Joey, who is massively into board games. Shout out to Joey. I know you don't listen, but, you know. I love board games. Do, no some of them are actually yeah. legitimately really good strategy type games, and you can, like, you've got to really crunch your head yep. and, and think about how you're going to do stuff. There's one... Hell if I remember what it's actually called, but the whole game is... What's, co- what's one of the trains around Europe and shit? I think it's just called... Uh, locomotion? Locomotive? It, it's it's one word. Anyway, continue. Anyway, I know what you mean. I haven't played yeah. that particular one, but this it's other great. one, um, you've got a map that's like an island and there's some swamps and beach and that sort of stuff, and then you've got all of these different character subsets of orcs and wizards and stuff like that. And you've kind of got to go through and take territory. It's kind of like Risk, but crossed with medieval slash Tolkien-style um, characters that you get to throw in. They all have different strengths and weaknesses and stuff yep. like that. And it was really, really great. The first time I'd ever played it, I was, you know, you just... All I'm saying is, give board games a go. I think there's a game called King of Tokyo or something, which is fucking great. King of Tokyo? Yeah. Okay. Something, something of Tokyo, I'm pretty sure. I found the game. It's called Ticket to Ride. That's mm. the board game. So great. One word. Yes, I know. I got it wrong. There's another game I bought today, the Labyrinth board game. Oh. The movie Labyrinth? Yeah, yeah. David Bowie was across the front and I'm like, and I get it cheap there because of pop culture. I'm like, I have to buy this. It's 20 bucks. I've got to buy it. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what the game's about, but it's David Bowie in a board game. Why would you not spend 20 bucks on that? Fair enough. <laughs> so getting back to the episode. And where were we up to, Mitchell? He just met the nerds, didn't he? Well, he's met the mer- nerds. He's come back and he talks about Dungeons and Dragons, hence my little spiel there. Yes. Look, but listen to yourself, man. You're becoming a nerd. You, you've skipped the, the Monty Python bit, though. Oh, sorry. The Knights Who Say Knee. Yes, of course. Yes. Oh, that's why I thought you would like to hang out with these people. They love Monty Python. Uh, but anyone can quote the Knights Who Say Knee. Yeah, but these guys didn't just quote it. They, they embraced it. <laughs> they became True. the Knights. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> We are now the knights who say, whatever that exact quote is. Um, I, that could have been the B plot. Homer has to find a shrubbery. <laughs> <laughs> the thing here, the gag about it, though, is after all that, what does Homer find funny? Knee. The sound of the word knee? Yeah. <laughs> is that sort of a, uh, a tribute to like just Monty Python comedy in general and just how great it is? Well, yeah, of course. Just like all they're saying is just sounds. But even like... Like, you appreciate the comedy for a different reason that the simple folk like Homer appreciate it. You appreciate it for what the, the subtle meanings to their comedy. People like Homer just are like the sound of the word knee. Well, it's a bit of both. With Monty Python are just phenomenally funny people. Yeah. Like, it is in the, the collective. There's so many gags they're, within they're gags, They're like the it? sort of people that you could simply watch them get a Coke from a vending machine and they'd find a way to make you laugh while they were doing it. Yeah. Yeah. They wouldn't just pull Jimmy Fallon and start laughing mid or breaking character. Please don't ever talk about Jimmy Fallon in the same sentence as those guys again. Oh, yes, I don't talk bad about Jimmy Fallon. No, just don't <laughs> don't bring him up. Saturday Night Live, whenever he was on, it was just, I'm going to break character. Anyway, so as you said, you were mentioning Bart. He was upset that he was playing Dungeons and Dragons because Homer's yeah. now embraced it, as you said. So continue. Yeah, well, as, yeah, so as I mentioned, Bart calls him out for becoming a nerd. 
There's nothing wrong with being And then Lisa sticks up for nerds. But I love... This is another joke. I love whenever Homer knows really obscure political figures. Who does he in this thing? Supreme Justice. um, Yeah. Like, whatever his first name was, Suter. Oh, not Suter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just the sort of thing (laughs) that Homer would not give a shit about. Yeah. And he's just... He shouldn't know. Oh, not him. He's gone from liking the sound of the word knee to this. Yeah. Homer's then bored, hanging out with the nerds, just not studying at all. Right here, Conan's trying to emphasize that Homer... He's going to be a bad influence on these guys. Yeah. He's there to help them. He's there for them to help him. Yep. And he's just going to ruin their, their life, basically. Well, because he's been called out for the fact that they're nerds. Yeah. And he didn't realise that. Yeah. Yeah. So now he has to bring them around to being jocks. Yes. That's what he sees as his quest. Well, that's his challenge. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, too, because at this point, you forget why Homer's even there. Yeah. He's just hanging out with these nerds. And that's why at the end, it's so funny. Mm. Test tomorrow. Yeah. And I love... You also get the, like in this next bit, the little pitfalls of being a mature age college student. He's still got kids. He's got a responsibility. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you're going for a drive, I want you to bring Bart and Lisa along. But Marge, we're college guys up to no good. Yes. So, Homer says he's just going to write the entire periodic table on his hand. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> like, they, they find it so funny. Come on, Mr. Simpson. You'll never pass this course if you don't know the periodic table. I'll write it on my hand. Oh, Including all known lanthanides and actinides? <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> so then Homer says he's going to um he's gonna show them what college life is really about. He's gonna take them out the partying. First they're gonna put on their snow pants. Now yeah. Conan throughout What are snow pants? I looked them up, they're just like baggyish pants. Okay. Yeah, just random pants. They're not you can get them at rivers. Okay. <laughs> As in I said what are snow pants. I obviously I understand waterproof pants and that sort of thing. Is that a joke about wedding? Wedding self in a yeah. long car ride. That was sort of maybe. what I was getting Yeah, at. maybe, yeah. It was a recurring gag that Conan uses throughout the next scene where he mm-hmm. takes the kids to the petting zoo and whatnot. And when the nerds move in, it's that the, the nerds always have the punchline at the end, like the snow pants. Yeah. And then the someone knocked on the door and I couldn't go. And then Homer's saying, they're, they're, they're superior beings. They'll make our life better. We all have nosebleeds. Yeah. It's always the nerds having some sort of problem at the end of the scene. Yeah. They kind of... Yeah. I don't know how you explain that. Like what Kind of... In a way, pratfall, mm. like that they're being set up as being great, and then there's this little every time it gets swept away from under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the other one here, Gary spilled his e medicine in the car. Yeah, <laughs> we're off to no good. Gary spilled his e medicine. Yeah. Homer and Bart, and then thinking of a uh, a prank they can pull. Well, Homer and the guys, you don't know Bart there at this moment. No, you do. He stays the first one you see in the scene. Is he? Yeah, he's sitting okay. on the couch. He's not really and, involved. And, and the first thing I said was, "Why is Bart there?" It's because he's. Because he, he had to be the Jaws reference of being Quint dragging good fingernails it? down the chalkboard. Yeah, yeah. Which made me want to go watch Jaws. Whenever I see a Jaws reference, I'm like, I must watch Jaws. Again. You know what I did when I was editing the Patreon exclusive Sunday Credit Sunday review? You watched Jaws? I watched the uh, gameplay of Jaws, the video game. Oh, yes. Killing the killer whale. How great is that? I was watching and I'm like, I wouldn't want to eat the dolphins. I wouldn't want to kill the dolphins. Nah, but once you're in the body of Jaws, <laughs> you become a killer. It's actually quite. Violent. Yeah, you it eat is. eat people. Yeah, it's not for kids. No, not at all. It's great. It's a fucking amazing game. <laughs> I wish I had it. I have yeah, to get for people that aren't Patreons that may not have heard our Sunday, Cruddy, Cruddy Sunday. 90 plus minute review for $2. Yeah, very long review. Um, I, was, I went off on a tangent talking about Jaws, the video game for PlayStation 2. You can find the gameplay on YouTube, but I just recommend if you've got a PlayStation 2... Go out and find the game. You sold it so well that I had to stop editing and then I <laughs> sat there for 12 minutes and watched the gameplay of the game. I couldn't turn it off. <laughs> it is better than all of the Jaws sequels. I even watched him setting up the game. It's just the music, man. Just like, the, the loading. Yes. <laughs> I watched the whole thing. It was great. I didn't want to miss a second. So, as you said, 
the nerds are still studying him, but well, they're trying, Homer's trying to think of an idea, and yeah. Bart thinks of the stealing Sir Oinks a lot. Yeah. I love the seed planted here with the photo of him and Nixon. Oh, yeah. you'll pay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is great that that pick had some powerful friends. <laughs> you forget that because he was just in the photo. He's just in the photo, yeah. yeah the yeah, fact yeah. that he comes back. What's the deal here with Homer saying those bastards? Our closest, our oh. closest school, therefore our arch nemesis, is Springfield A&M. Well, he's never heard of them before and suddenly he hates them. Yes, those bastards. Yeah, and again, a little bit of that play on the fact that in every one of these movies, well, not in every one, but in a lot of these movies, they've got their rival school. Like Shelbyville. Yeah, and they hate each other. Yeah. And that doesn't happen in real life. Doesn't it? I'm pretty sure there's rivalries in American do you, colleges. Do you legitimately hate anyone else just because they went to a different school here? No, this is Australia, though. There's competitive rivalries there, but I don't it's think... Particularly in football teams. I don't think there's, like, to the extent of, say, Mighty Ducks 3, where you're sneaking out of your dorm to play pranks on the other schools and that sort of stuff. Well, that, 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 wasn't even, that, was a, that was the same school, wasn't it? Was it the same school, just different team? They were, like, the freshmen and stuff. Ah, yeah, okay. But either way, like, uh, just that level of hatred. It, yeah, that's what the joke is. So that's where he goes through the photos. <laughs> we should have, every time I explain the punchline to something, we should have Rainier Wolf Castle. That's the joke. <laughs> well, I'll try it. If I can be bothered. This is where he goes through the photos. And what were the other photos? It's just rolling in his own filth. Rolling in his own filth. I didn't write the others Giving down. Nixon a... Honorary degree. Honorary degree, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what the first one was. But then Homer's... He just wants to roll everybody up in the carpet and throw them off a bridge. Yeah. <laughs> so earlier in the scene, he said about the dean, and now he wants to do it to the pig. No one thinks it's a good idea. So then they go to kidnap the pig and they sneak in. They get him quite easily. This mm. pig must have just been hanging out somewhere. Well, it depend, presumably. I love that it's dressed up too. With yeah. The cap and everything. He's got his uh, bomber jacket on. This is an iconic scene. The curly. Bomber jacket, letterman jacket. We say bomber. We say bomber, letterman jacket in the States. Why letterman? I don't know why. It's just what it's called. So it's not a reference to David. I wouldn't believe that he, the man has a jacket. Because he used to him. wear those jackets. He did. Because Jimmy Kimmel's got a letterman jacket. And when he said, I've got my own Letterman jacket, I thought he meant a David Letterman jacket, not a Letterman jacket of David Letterman. A Letterman jacket is a jacket traditionally worn by high school and college students in the States to represent school and team. So that's, yeah, so it's a Letterman jacket. Yeah, we call it Bomber. Yeah. As we said. So the curly and straight Because scene. Bomber pilot, uh, uh, Bomber, like fighter bombers, so they wear, them, wear a similar style oh, they do too. jacket. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I never found, found this funny. I just didn't get why it was funny. The, the curly, curly straight, straight bit? I don't know. It's just... Yeah, some people, it, like, that's one of those jokes that some people are going to like, some people aren't. Got the spider them. pig. Yeah. I, mean, I don't get it. Yeah. People fucking lost their shit for that. Yeah. Uh, whatever. What is great, though, is that when it finally bites Homer, he gets angry, even though he was the antagonist in this. Mm. The, the the final shot of that of that scene, just before it cuts to the next shot, of Bart yelling out as he's getting kicked away by Homer, and yeah. the pig looks at the, directly at the camera. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. It's... The look on the Poor acting face. from the pig. It's, but it's, Pretend that the camera's not there, pig. It, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's just the, the sound of Bart. Oh, it's, yeah. it's so great. Cuts back and the pig is drunk because he did what, Mitch? We shared a bottle. Was it like a bottle of whiskey? Split a case of malt liquor. Split a case of malt liquor. <laughs> you know, the best thing is you don't see it. Yeah. Homer's just off somewhere. It just happened. Yeah. It's just a pig. Yeah. <laughs> no. And we get great smash cut. Yes. As soon as the pig falls, oh, bang. To the, hello. That sounds like a pig falling that, over. That is Conan O'Brien to a T. Yeah. That kind of gag. Oh, so great. So so ridiculous that it's just so funny. Gets taken away. <laughs> Has to expel the boys because the pig had powerful friends. Seed planted. Perfect for this. Mm. Oh, you'll pay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think you won't pay. These poor nerds have done nothing wrong. Yeah. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. <laughs> I was just and now they've got the wrath of Nixon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then the wallet inspector. Yeah. Well, pretty much they say we can look after ourselves. And they, they, they just can't. Wallet inspector? 
This, by the way, is me on the subway. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> Oh, what's that? You, what's that? You want, you want to go over there? Okay, give me 30 bucks. Yeah, give me 30 bucks. I'll get I'll you a ticket. I'll pull this wad of cards that are prepaid out of my pocket. Alrighty, so... Of course uh, I work for Metro. By the way, this is the first time in the whole episode that Homer starts to feel remorse and realise that, wait yeah. a minute, I'm actually doing the, the wrong thing here. I'm yeah. the problem, yeah. So we come back and the nerds are moving in with the Simpsons because Homer feels sorry for them, mm-hmm. obviously. Marge, they don't have anywhere to stay and they're geniuses. They'll solve all our problems. They'll elevate us to the status of kings on earth. Mr. Simpson, we all have nosebleeds. No, for the love of... Like you mentioned before, Marge is usually the one willing to let people in. But I can understand, though, you wouldn't want strangers in your house. It's just she's, oh, for the love of God. Yes, because she's obviously had she's a... like, um, you grown men. Yeah. Hurry, like, pick up your act. For the love of... Are you allowed to say for the love of God on TV? You don't let to say God damn. God damn gets censored out in the wrestling. I I I don't know the ins and outs of of what level of blasphemy you can get away with. What's what's strange is in Australia the word slut is quite ba- kind of bad. I'll let it free flowing on, on American TV. Slut's not that big of a deal, but ho is. You watch the wrestling and they would let you. They wouldn't bleep out the word slut, but you call someone a ho and it was beeped out. It was so strange. Yeah, it is weird. Kind of like wanker here. Don't ever say that in England. Wank is a bad thing in England. Have I not told you this story? No, you probably have. I just don't. Playing listen. cards with Nicola's family. Ah, uh, yeah. So, bas- so basically, how now um, we get like a little living with mer- nerds montage. Yes, but how outdated does it feel now? But it's a nostalgic. Yeah, oh, it's a, me- a nostalgic I mean, feel. Though. I remember dial-up. Yes. So it's I, you know, kids watching this episode, they would have no idea. They wouldn't get this. They really wouldn't get young this. kids are today. No, unless they'd done a modicum of research as to what the internet used to be like. Not just the dial-up. That's that's outdated though. The Itchy and Scratchy cartoon. We'll never let them, they'll never let us show that again. Yeah. Back when we were kids watching this, when this came out, if you missed something on TV, it's gone. You're never going to see it again unless you taped it. Yeah. Unless you were lucky enough to have them repeat it later on. Yeah. Now, now everything's no one watches TV. art and recorded and can be uploaded everywhere. Yeah, true. When's the last time besides a sport thing that you watch something live? Besides, besides a sporting event? David Attenborough's uh, Animal uh, Life 2. Two weeks ago. Was it epic? It was amazing. And that was why I, I couldn't be bothered waiting. Like, I will buy it on Blu-ray, but I, I didn't want to wait. What did it cover? When you say life, I mean, was it Africa? Is it just... Uh, Islands was the first episode. This is the the clip that had been doing the rounds of the snakes being... The goannas being chased by snakes. How crazy was that video? Yeah. So Holy that, fuck. Is that, that on this? Is that it? was in okay. the first episode. And also, David Attenborough. Like, my mate and I have had this long-running thing where that David Attenborough is so respected that he could slide little lies into each episode and no one would know about it. So... Where that started was him talking about, I think it was a condor or something like that. Maybe not condors, they're on the bird. But anyway, some type of bird. Um, how it would, like, it takes off from Antarctica. And he, as it flies away in the doco, he's like, it won't set foot on land for another five years. And it's kind of, so <laughs> well, obviously it's going to land in the sea and stuff like that. Trees and that. But yeah, Tom it was like, it, it won't set foot on land for five years. I'm like, yeah, but how do we know that he's just not thrown that in? You go, yeah. <laughs> they'll fucking believe anything so it's his tone so in it, life believable. in life I'm looking for one of these little lines I'm like what's Attenborough gonna give me that I know is bullshit and he calls a sloth a sloth the three-toed sloth and I'm like hold on time out Dave but is that him is that him mispronouncing a word though well, I don't know if it's mispronouncing or pronouncing, but it's one of those things that he's just thrown in there, and it made me question everything, like just about what I've always believed that word would be said like. It's sloth. It's not sloth. Well, but now you have to say sloth. The world's greatest fucking anth- narrator, not anthropologist. Narrator. Um, 
the thing that looks after humans, but the world's greatest one of those humans, animals. Fuck, this heat is really getting to. I'll me. just let you go. <laughs> you know what blew my mind? I didn't know till about five years ago. His brother was the Jurassic Park guy. Yeah, I never clicked. I don't know what would have given it away. The, the fact that they're both English, they look the same, and they have the same surname. Who the fuck would have thought? <laughs> You know, <laughs> you're like Lindsay Lohan in The Parent Trap. Like, uh, you're you watched that movie? I never watched that Oh, movie. really? They has this whole scene. It's like, your father's name was this? My father's name is that. At no point is it, holy shit, you look the exact fucking same as me. Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Maybe we're twins. Obi-Wan Kenobi. I wonder if he means old Ben oh, Kenobi. Ben Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Itchy and Scratchy cartoon is called Burning Down the Mouse. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the Simpsons cast and crew voted it as their ninth favourite. Their ninth favourite itchy and scratching cartoon of all time. I don't know how. I haven't got that in my notes. I must have read that on Wikipedia. Or yeah, something. it was on Wiki. Uh, so, obviously, Gary unplugs the TV for his rock tumbler. You yep. know what rock tumblers do? Tumble rocks? Into gemstones. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's a it's a nerdy thing. But the kids are just traumatised because this is yep. their, their cartoon where... Their one chance. To see Scratchy get itchy. Yeah. And it obviously lives up to the hype because everyone goes nuts for it. Which, in reality, probably wouldn't happen. Yes, exactly. Something you've been chasing for this long, when you finally see it, is going to not live up to the expectation. Getting back to um, the dial-up sounds, by the way, mm. this was the first time the internet had ever been referenced on The Simpsons. Uh, yes, that is very true. And then they didn't call it the internet. It was just information being transmitted. Yeah. I, I love, though, that the... um, What's the fat guy? Is it Benjamin? Is he the fat one? I don't know any oh, anyway. names. <laughs> but uh, the, um, the way he's like... They're trying to tell us that Picard is better than Kirk, whatever. They're out of their minds. Yeah. <laughs> just, so, oh, I just thought it was great. Bart and Lisa are just now, nah, they're filthy. Especially mm. Bart. He's carving his knife. Yeah. Start digging some nerd holes. Start digging some nerd holes. Like they've had enough. And as you said earlier, it's funny because Homer is the one who was anti-nerd. Yeah. And now the whole now family. Now defending them. Because well, they've done nothing wrong to him, have they? No, just not really. Wrong to everybody else. Yeah. But they have been very annoying though. Like if that was, if you were in, that, in Bart and Lisa's place there, mm. you'd be... Devastated. Yeah. Homer then plans to get the nerds back in school. And he's like... With zanier schemes. (laughs) Now, the only antidote to a zany scheme is an even zanier scheme. Why does it have to be zany? So, the nerds are supposed to save Dean's life, aren't they? This plan would have worked. 100% would have worked. Homer has it planned to a T, to the minute. But the nerds fuck it up. Yeah. They overthink it. Yeah. Do we have to factor in wind resistance? How great is that? Uh, Poof. Yeah. Oh my Oh my How <laughs> great is that reaction <laughs> Oh my yeah, look, uh, <laughs> oh, the, Homer doesn't slow down Yeah <laughs> No it's clearly aren't going to come out and say the Dean Runs him over anyway <laughs> Well that's only a split second decision that you get to yeah, make Yeah 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 I love I'm sorry about the running you over prank Prank? Yes Doesn't even know it <laughs> like, how, But like In what fucking world does this constitute a prank? You just yes. hit me with a car Yeah yeah <laughs> And the Dean just forgives them He's yeah. too nice Yeah even though he finds out that it was a prank. As I said, I'm, perhaps I've been an ogre myself. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, but he's just so nice that it's funny. Then Hibbert shows up with what his hip's going to look like now. Yeah, snaps. Yeah. You want to go easy on this. The nerds then move back into school and apparently they've been out for weeks. It didn't feel like you were watching them live with the Simpsons for weeks, though, did it? Not really, no. It was, gl- yeah, it glossed over as far as passage of time goes. Well, when you think about it, Homer... But with dial-up uh, internet, just that Kirk Picard conversation would have taken four days to have. Do you think that line that was used, because really, how long do you have to go to university? You do your final exam after a year, do you not? I, I, I'm i not a college boy. I, I, I don't understand how any of well, it works. You, 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 There's semesters. That's at least half a year. It just didn't feel like this episode trends. Educated people out there, write in. It but no, it, 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 it doesn't. It's have to have gone for at least half a yeah, year. Yeah, it doesn't hold true to a pr- 
proper Didn't timeline. feel like it anyway. No. no. So this is obviously where we get the gag that we mentioned before that, yep, at least we've tied up all the loose ends and then it cuts to Homer in the lecture. Time for the final exam. And you thought you think, that's right. Is that college to actually get a fucking degree? He's not just yeah. hanging out with these nerdy guys. <laughs> He's planned to get through it all, hide under some coats and it'll all yes. work out. Hope someone will do it for me. <laughs> no, it's just, it'll all work out. And then Gary says, you get a cram like you never crammed before. The montage of Homer studying. Yep. And it's the upbeat, the positive cl- music. The clockwork it? orange style studying technique yeah, yeah, of yeah. having his eyes With taped eyes, open. Yeah. My favourite bit, the bit that made me laugh out loud the most in this episode is when he's asleep, gets tapped on the shoulder and just knocks him out yeah. cold. <laughs> does that? What and does then instantly goes back to sleep. So, woof. What's the dance from where he kicks his heels together? Is that from a, any movie in particular? Do you mean when he puts the puts the um, final paper down yeah, walks yeah. out. No, it's not from anything in particular. Just it's just dance. a yeah, common little thing that you would do and like an old-fashioned little heel click maneuver. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. And bang, failed miserably. Yeah. <laughs> Which is true because you can't study the night before without studying for the entire semester and pass the test. It's just, unless you're a super genius, it just ain't going to happen. I was going I was to say, I was looking at you and I'm like, you can't? <laughs> How I got through high school, Did you go to friend. uni? No. no. I thought you... No, you didn't. They were beneath me. <laughs> I looked at their textbooks, I corrected a few of them, I sent them back in and went, if you don't mind, I'll be off to the workforce. <laughs> and there you have it, friends, Mitch being pretentious. <laughs> so Homer is going to lose his job because he's... Mitch being smug. I'm joking, yeah. I'm more than happy to accept smug. Homer is going to lose his job because he's horribly unqualified or dangerously unqualified. Yeah. Which is for a good reason to lose well, your job. it's for the best. Yes. And the nerds reveal that they can change it with the computer. They mm. never actually a reveal... Bit, a little bit Ferris Bueller. Logging in to change his grades or his uh, uh, yeah. attendance record. Yeah, it is. It is. Like, would you call it a tribute to... Is it a reference though? Or is it just the it's same not, thing? It's, it's not a direct reference, but it's, it's not something a parody or anything. No, just, no, no. Yeah, just, just pointing out that it happens in that movie as well, which is kind of within the same oeuvre of... <laughs> that was pretentious. But it's within the same genre of college, school, high school movies. And Marge has clearly seen Ferris Bueller because she figures it out straight away. Yeah. The help with a little box. You changed grades with a computer, didn't you? And... Or does Homer to go back to uni? Because he has to... Or go back to college, I should say. Yeah. Because he has to prove to his kids that you're going to do it the right way. It's basically the episode calling out that it has no real theme or moral. Similar to the Barbershop Quartet yeah. kind of deal. Yeah. It just, it's just a bunch of stuff that happened over 22 minutes. And it's just, yeah, calling it calling itself out. Yeah. So then we end... <sighs> well, I guess it's back to college for me. And that means it's time to... What did I teach you guys? Party down... Yes! And obviously after that, we have the classic closing credits with all the different shots. It was just always made me so sad. I wished, in my, in my mind as a kid watching it, I always thought that they must have been deleted scenes. Oh, you wanted to be able to see them? Yeah, so... I like that they're just something that happened. Yeah, You've got to I, imagine it. It does. It give, makes us a little bit special, doesn't it? But how cool would it be to have those deleted scenes on the DVD, though? No. For me, sometimes the allure the, of what's the, not revealed yeah, is better. Imagining what it would have been like yeah. rather than seeing it. Yeah, that's, that is pretty good. What did we learn, Palmer? So, what did you learn from the episode, Mitch? Uh, I learned that the TV guide is not a book. Mine was which drastically cuts down the amount that I've read in my life. Mine was that, <laughs> that Catherine Hepburn had, clearly had a boring life. Oh, okay. Jamil! <laughs> Jamil is here! Ooh! We have a, a quite a, a broad spectrum of letters that have it, come it, into the mailbox. Explain to the listeners what you've got here, by the way. Very impressive. Your little collection of letters here. I, I, I've, open, I've created a new folder in Outlook. It's hardly the most impressive thing I've ever done in my life, but I have a new folder called the Dead Letter Office where because the mailbag was becoming a bit hard to keep track of and I'm a lazy beast at the best of times, so it would be too easy for me to just read the 
I mean, I would read a lot, but I'd only save a couple from that week, and then I'd and so I'm sure there are probably a lot that have been lost over the journey. I'm going to go back through them all, put them into the dead letter office, and then after I've read a letter, I shall move it on. And if you sent a question, say more than like two months ago, resend it now because it's probably been lost no, in the shuffle. No, 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 nothing's been deleted. I can go no, through and find deleted, them. No. Make sure you put for now and put question in the subject so we know to immediately put it into the dead letter hmm. bag. Did you say dead letter office? Dead letter. Dead letter office. Uh, okay, so we're going to go with a question from Guy Incognito. He sent through like four in one email, so this is just a handy one for me to go mm-hmm. back to. Are there any cliches surrounding The Simpsons that irritate you? For example, it always bothers him when someone defines the classic era as seasons three to ten, not because they there wasn't a noticeable drop afterwards, but because one of the funniest episodes, in his opinion, is the first episode of season 11. Therefore, he classifies 90s as the classic era. What's the first episode of season 11? Is that like Light of the Dance? Oh, I wouldn't Was that season 10? I don't know. That's season 10. For him, by calling it the 90s, it incorporates nine more episodes. By calling it the what? By saying that the 90s was the best era for Okay, him. yeah, yeah, true. Yep. So, what's your answer for that question? My Okay, so my cliche go-to that's really pissing me off online at the moment is, The Simpsons predicted such and such. Ah, uh, yeah. No, they didn't. The Simpsons didn't predict that Lady Gaga would wear a weird fucking costume and fly around on stage. She's been doing it for the better part of a decade Yes, now. she just did it at the Super Bowl. Yeah. And the, the fact that The Simpsons cast and crew come out and like... They're, in, they're just patronising you. They yeah. don't believe that they predicted anything. They're no. just saying they did because you guys fucking believe yeah. it. The Simpsons didn't predict the Donald Trump thing because it has been well and truly proven. They were was parodying yeah. <laughs> what had actually been done by Donald Trump. And the reason they got it so accurate is because it was drawn afterwards. Credible news sources actually took that screenshot, didn't do any fucking research, and just assumed that they drew Trump coming down the fucking escalator yeah. in 1999. Yes. So that... <laughs> Fools! That is my most annoying <laughs> Simpsons cliche at this point in time. I, I just don't like that people say The Simpsons is bad now without even watching it. Mm. It just it really it just seems like it's the cool thing now to say the Simpsons is shit. They should have ended up season thirteen or whatever, or season twelve. It's not true. There are still some great episodes. Barthood, for example, Halloween of Horror. They can still do great episodes if you actually get off your fucking ass or sat on your ass and watch <laughs> the fucking new episodes. <laughs> There's a cliche that yeah, I yeah. love. I love whatever. Uh, I once heard someone trying to stick up for Big Brother. Um, Gretel Colleen would ask the question like, "What do you say to people that say Big Brother shouldn't be on TV?" I just tell them to get a life and watch it. <laughs> like, come on. That's not how what? it works. The first episode of season 11 is Beyond Blunderdome, which is Mel Gibson's episode. Oh, okay. I okay. don't remember enough about it to judge. Oh, really? When did you stop watching it? Season, season 8. I've told you this many times. Really? Have I, you- I have seen episodes. For, I've seen that episode, but I, I'd stop watching religiously after season 8. So when you do the reviews, you're going to be watching it for the first time all over again. Virtually, once we get to nine, ten, and that sort of stuff, there'll be a wow. lot that I'll be discovering for the first time. Yeah. Again, for me though, you can't have a golden era that stretches from all of your time that you liked the show. Like my golden era is five to eight. You've got to be precise and specific to say this is when they are at the top of me, what they were doing. Me, it's six to nine. Yeah, okay, so that's good. T- take three seasons. It's, people are like, the golden era was from seasons three to 14. Well, six, six to eight, so six, seven, eight. That's, that's yeah. My, yeah. Yeah, okay. But yeah, like you, you've, got to, you've got to narrow it down more. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Anything before season 10. No, the first episode, not that great. Like, it's, it's okay. How about Homer's Odyssey? That's a dog shit episode. Yeah, it's a bad episode. What about this? There's no disgrace like Homer. When we reviewed that, we were just disgusted. Hey, which one's Homer's Odyssey? That's where Homer goes to kill himself. 
Oh, yeah, with the bad. rock. That was it's bad. bad, man. It's bad. It's, it's depressing. It is depressing. And the one with Homer, is it? There's no disgrace like Homer. Is that the one? No, that's the one where he, the guy goes to shoot them because they're looking inside the window because he, he he hates his family. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> the Homer's Odyssey is the one that ends with him falling off the power plant and landing on yeah. a crowd of people. Yeah, I know. So I'm anyway. with you now. Bad. Um, Michael Trigarico has written in. Good, Michael from New York. Good friend of ours. Now he's our personal Newman for Patreon. I did. Um, no, he's our personal Bob Sacramento. Okay. Um, for Patreon, I did a Christmas episode, uh, and I, you were away, and I was calling for people to talk about their either best or their worst Christmas gifts that they ever got. Christmas gifts. Okay. So Michael just wanted to. Write, it's late, but he wanted to get into talking about that. So he's a massive baseball fan. Cheers for the LA Dodgers. Um, I don't know that you can be a baseball fan and cheer for the Dodgers, but hey, whatever. Uh, it's the year of 1988. Uh, he was a senior in high school. The Dodgers were hobbled by some injuries, and they're led by the stellar pitching of Oral Hershiser. Hershiser <laughs> and their MVP, Kirk Gibson. They met the Mets in the playoffs and were the underdogs and got up and won. They faced the Oakland A's, were serious underdogs, and then won the World Series. So it comes to Christmas 1988. As a Dodgers fan, uh, the parents got some great championship stuff for him, one of which was a poster-sized display of baseball cards laid, That's cool. laid out with the position that the players were in. Oh, well, So, it's like the poster the and then you design. put the cards yeah, on. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was ecstatic to get it. Post-Christmas, puts it in his room. The following summer, packs up and heads to college in Boston. Before he left, he did some cleaning, rearranging the room. The, cha- the 88 championship poster came down um, from behind the door uh, and kind of, you know, was just put away into storage for a little bit. Inadvertently, after he's left, his mum sees the poster, like beh- the poster sitting behind the door, and wraps it up, not remembering that she'd given it to him the year before. Christmas morning, he opens it up, has a laugh, says, "Mum, you got me this last year." She realizes the huge mistake she's made. They all have a little bit of a giggle, though. Puts it into a different place. Christmas nineteen ninety, same poster. Christmas nineteen ninety nine. You mean no ninety? Didn't so it started in eighty eight. Oh, they said ninety eight. Sorry, no. sorry, yeah. Christmas 1990, same poster. 91, same poster. 92, same poster. So, off the back of giving it to him by mistake once, she's then gone out and sourced this poster a further five times. Just <laughs> keeps giving it to him every Christmas. You know what? There's a poster going around at the moment. It came out after uh, Force Awakens came out of the three droids, C-3PO, R2-D2, and BB-8. Yeah. I've received seven of them as gifts. Yeah. $10 from Kmart. <laughs> by, the, by the time that I got the seventh one, which was um, Nicola's sister when I was over in England. Yeah, yeah. Nicola said, oh, you've already got that one, haven't you? And I'm like, Nicola, don't say that. I pretended like I was excited. And then Nicola went out and said, haven't you already got that one? And I had to pretend that I'd forgotten that I already had it. And it got really awkward because the sister felt bad. And it's just like, ugh. Anyway, <laughs> that's, that's my that's my shitty Christmas present. That's your way around saying, lift your game, Nicola's sister. Yeah. Jason Cannon wrote in. Now, obviously, last week we didn't sit down and re-record an episode. So, we had no mailbag for what went to where. So, this oh, is yeah. in direct response to Homer's Barbershop Quartet. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a few th- a few little tidbits and some goofs in the episode that he'd picked up that we missed. Yeah, they were so, impressive. They were cool. Um, firstly, when the B-Sharps play the church, the sign outside says the B-Sharps are performing. But this was before the scene where they'd selected their name. How did I miss that? Mm. Yeah. Secondly, when Marge makes the fake Homer, we see Santa's little helper bury it. I even commented about that, not thinking about the fact that they mm. don't have Santa's little helper yet. So, thank you very much for sending those in, Jace. Um, I believe if we went on to like movie mistakes and checked out the episode, we probably would find shit like that. But I hate, I hate going to that site because it doesn't ruin the movie or ruin the show, but you always I f- look I for feel those like things and then. It's focusing on the wrong thing. Yeah. 
like there are generally reasons. It's probably editing or the timing or making the scenes work and that sort of stuff. If the director so, had the time, they'd yeah, go back and fix it. So I'm willing to forgive little bits and pieces like that and not look for it. Otherwise, I get distracted by what's going on. We have a Simpsons in real life story. Oh, cool. Uh, this has been sent in from Dustin McKenna. Uh, his wife brought a six-pack home for him, sent from her client at work, sorry, and brought it home for him. And then ah, on the side of the pack, they have Homer's quote about beer, saying, ah, beer, my one weakness, my Achilles heel, if you will. And they credit Homer. Um my wife didn't appreciate it as much as I did and was kind of annoyed that he'd gotten more excited about the quote than the actual beers that she brought home. So, I'd, I'd love to think that he threw them out and then just put the box in the fridge anyway <laughs> so he could have it to look at for a little while. So, great work by that beer company. He sent a photo along with it as well, actually. Friday Beers is the name. So, I think Friday Beers is the company that organises getting beers to your office. Like, they will deliver to your office on a Friday. Hence, Friday Beers. Mm. I wonder if you can get Friday Beers on a Monday. Like, I was I was scrolling It'd through bad different, business practice. I was scrolling be. through different podcasts earlier today, and I've discovered a Bill Burr podcast that's called the Monday Morning Podcast. But he releases them on different weeks, so there's one episode different days or different, or different days. Yeah. I mean, so there's an episode titled the Thursday Afternoon Monday Morning Podcast. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else would he have? Uh, do we have in the dead? Le- oh, um, stories from a Simpsons town mm-hmm. um, from a Springfield. Yeah, oh, I think well, that happened in your town. Things yeah, that yeah. happen in your town. So yep. this is close to home. Um, Some of the ridiculous events that have occurred in Wagga Wagga. Now, Wagga Wagga is a town in New South Wales. It's about 300 k's inland, about 70,000 population. Yes, it's actually called that. Wagga Wagga. A ridiculous number of high-performing sports stars have come from Wagga Wagga. There was a point in time where I think there there were at least two, if not three, members of the Australian cricket team from Wagga Wagga. Michael Slater playing together. So, Michael Slater and... Um, Mark Taylor both came from Wagga Wagga. And Wagga Wagga's not a big place. Uh, I think Carrie Webb? Did Carrie Webb come from... I'm looking this up. While she's looking it up, do you want to explain who Carrie Webb is to well, international listeners? Car- not international listeners will know who oh, Carrie I guess Webb so, is. Yeah, true. She, Carrie, Carrie Webb was... I'm pretty sure she was ranked number one um, for quite a while. Yeah, for a while. The, uh, on the L- Female. LPGA, I think it's called. List of people from Wagga Wagga. Uh, let's go through names and find ones who I actually... Recognize Wayne Carey, one of the greatest footballers of all time, came from Wagga Wagga. Terry Danaher, uh, another rather famous name for AFL. Anyway, get with the story. Steve Elkington. <laughs> We're just reading out names here, wasting time. Paul Kelly. No one's going to know who these people are. Jeff Lawson. <laughs> I just saw the name Steve Martin. I <laughs> lost my shit, but he played for the Australian rugby team. Different Steve Martin, obviously. Uh, Michael, Tater, uh, Michael Slater and Mark Taylor, as I mentioned before. Get to the point, Mitchell. Tony Roche also came from Wagga Wagga. The point is, there are a lot of phenomenal sports stars from Wagga Wagga. Uh, Though Wagga Wagga is very far from any ocean, it is host to the great Wagga Beach on the Murrumbidgee River. Every day, you can catch the five o'clock wave, a large wave, a large wave several meters in height, created by the daily release of overflow from dams downriver. The wave is said to travel at such high speeds that surfers are able to ride said wave for several kilometers before it dies out. Wow. That d- tell me that that isn't something that would be worked into a Simpsons episode. The five o'clock wave coming through. What were they? It, it comes it, early. No one's ready for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it doesn't come. And then over a couple of days, it's been building up, building up, building up. And then they get yeah. a giant tidal wave. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, a few of Wagga's tales are water-based. A few years ago, someone... Shelbyville's been stealing the wave. A few years ago, someone dumped a heap of piranhas into the local lake. What? Not surprisingly. Piranhas? Yeah. It sent the community into a frenzy. The culprit remains Pun on the intended. <laughs> until this day. What, what pun? They're oh, going frenzy. A frenzy. Okay. Sorry, I'm with you. 
Um, you know, because that's what. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Sorry, I, I just didn't. Uh, you know, I was I was saying things without actually thinking <laughs> yeah, about what the words absor- were. Absorbing. Yeah. Um, interestingly, piranhas not like when they eat, they go into a frenzy, but they're not like vicious hunters and that no, sort of thing. But um, when they're eating, they're there's, fucking mental. There's footage, you know, Penn and Teller. There's um really cool footage of Teller getting into a pool, like into a tank full of piranhas. They don't give a shit. Mm. Like goldfish. Uh, in 2012, Wagga flooded and sent an army of spiders into the trees where they remained for weeks. I've seen an photos about this. army of spiders. So, basically, when this has happened in England, it happened recently as well, but like when a big flood comes through, you get these photos of spider webs hanging off trees, almost like sails, because they go to the top of the trees and then they spin their webs to stay above the water so they don't die. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll give you a photo. Wow. It, it's like a fucking horror show it's like a if, if you're afraid of spiders. It, it looks like Silent Hill. But yeah. instead of cloud, it's cobwebs. Anyway, so there's some shit that happened in Wagga. So is that the mailbag for this week? That is the mailbag for this week. Thank you, you very much to all that wrote in and partook. If you have a question or a Simpsons story that happened in your town or a Simpsons real life story or anything, My Two Cents story, we haven't had one of them for a while, have I we? I haven't had a My Two Cents for a little while. We're what, still, what I, was I the My Two Cents story? Things that happened to you in real life. So that wasn't My Two Cents story. No, no, no. My Two Cents was about cheapskates. Cheapskates, of course it was, yes. So if you've got a... Cheap, that's not even Simpsons related, is it? It's just no, someone it's in your just, life that's just I a just want to know people about people that are cheapskates. <laughs> Mailbag at fourfigurediscount.com.au Like anyone that chose to cancel a Patreon subscription this month. <laughs> <laughs> Marge, uh, Marge, Mitch will be sure to throw it into the dead letter office. Do you want to plug Patreon before we go? Uh, yeah, patreon.com. You'll be able to get on there. If you just want to... I mean, you'll get extra content for subscribing, but even if you just want to support us, if you want to throw something our way... Particularly, uh, like the last month, our episodes have been getting longer and longer and longer. We're trying to give back as much as we possibly can. We've, well, we got to the point where one episode was like thirty-six minutes, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, that was that was pre pre-flight. Holiday. We were we, tired when we did a lot in a short period of time." Yeah. But yeah, like it, it's just about helping us do more. Basically, we're looking at doing some live shows. You know, I was thinking today, and first time I've actually mentioned this to you, we should look at the LA Podfest. Um, possibly for next year, save up a bit of coin and get over and do some live shows in LA. Or just get a booth at Comic Con, why not? Yeah, yeah, that could work as well. Why not? But yeah, so these are all the things that we can kind of work towards and do. And, you know, I already mentioned Surface Pro doesn't come cheap. <laughs> so um, if you if you want to help us out, you want to get rewarded with some extra content, the Let's Play videos, bonus reviews, we'll be doing so, throwing up some more movie reviews soon. We've just been finding the time to actually sit down and watch those. Um, shit anything people got to meet me and have dinner with me and stuff like that just for the fact that they were on there we threw a little message little bits and pieces will come your way for helping us out and it's very much appreciated and at the very least you're going into a monthly draw to win some free shit we finally got the address from January's winner I think it was Jordan from memory uh, emailed through so your prize Jordan Wood was the January Patreon prize draw winner has sent through his address that yeah, will be on his way shortly along with the pop culture gift card $20 gift card plus a Simpsons related gift guess what I'm giving away this month one of these bad boys from the 2000 Simpsons fan fest just give him one of these yes <laughs> back in 2000 when the Olympics were in Sydney yep. Fox 8 thought well no one's going to be watching Fox 8 yep. so let's just put on a Simpsons marathon Yep. which is all I watched during that two week <laughs> period and Hungry Jacks, I believe it was, or Red, I think it was Red Rooster, had this little Simpsons couch. I'll put a picture up, picture of it up on the Patreon page. Simpsons family, you had to get them all individually, and the couch came by itself as well. Yep. And yeah, it's just a cool little figurine. Very piece, cool piece of Simpsons memorabilia. So that'll be this month's prize, along with the Simpsons figurine out of the 25th anniversary. Do you want to draw it out of the bag and see what this month is going to be? Uh, yes. Where is said bag? 
I've got a lot of cables that I'm attached to here. Nothing to do with the podcast. That's just um, health related. Um, I am diving in. What do we do? Was this March or is this February? This will be March. This will be the March prize giveaway. I believe. Or was it February? Well, it's going to be a giveaway of some variety. <laughs> I can't remember these days. Uh, what month is it? So this is from the again, like this is from the twenty five, uh, twenty five of the greatest guest stars uh, series two. That would be series like the ser- second series. Let's celebrate of the, the toy season. Yeah, released Tony Hawk in Barting Over, air date of February 16, thousand and three. Season 14. So, a Tony Hawk action figure coming your way, complete with skateboard and elbow pads. Courtesy of your friends here at Four Finger Discount. Here and again. pop culture. Yes, and popculture.com. Go there for all your geek merchandise needs. Now, Mitch, any final words for the listeners? We do appreciate and listen to our review of Homer Goes to College, a fantastic episode that you need to go out and watch immediately. And Mitch, what do you have to say to the people before we let them go this week? Next week, we record Rosebud, by the way. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward it's to getting that. Getting good. I might actually sit down and watch Citizen Kane before doing that again. Cool. We'll go through that. Um, just to the listeners that I, I mentioned before about Dando not allowing the air conditioner on, and I'm currently standing in the middle of the room. Wagga has the five o'clock wave. I, I had a similar build-up of sweat just come flushing, wash it poor, flushing down the back of my back. I thought you wet yourself. The back of my back, as opposed to the front. Can of you my get back. a towel to mop the carpet there? Don't stand in it. <laughs> So, I just want people to be aware, be thankful that podcasts are earbuds only and that there's no equivalent smell, like smell of vision for podcasts. <laughs> it's coming to you next year, though. We're yeah, working on it. That'll be delightful. <laughs> be sure to catch us during a heat wave. Catch you next week for Rosebud, guys. See you next week. See you guys. Shh.